Yeah, that beat today. <laughs> Gotta pick it up. Welcome. It is another episode of Your Daily Scrum with professional scrum trainers, Todd Miller and Ryan Ripley. That's Todd. I'm Ryan. We get together each and every day to help you get better with scrum each and every day. Like and subscribe so you never miss a video. Check out our book, which is right back here-ish. It's called Fixing Your Scrum, Practical Solutions to Common Scrum Problems. Check out the description to learn more about Todd and I, the classes we teach, and how we help people like you level up your scrum skills. All right, Todd, you've got another one of these really cool theory ones that people are liking. Um, you've been covering a lot of different term, like pieces of terminology that always pop up the different laws and the rules. And this one has me stumped. And so I can't mm. wait to hear you explain this one. Todd, what is, let me throw the banner up here. What is risk compensation? Yeah. Um, so um, we'll say risk compensation. I'm going to reference the safety paradox as well here by Hans Monderman. He's a, um, uh, he uh, was a Dutch engineer and road safety expert, but let's start by the definition of risk compensation. So risk compensation, it suggests that people typically adjust their behavior in response to perceived levels of risk. Uh, they're becoming more careful when they sense greater risk and less careful if they feel more protected. So the safety paradox, paradox um, as I was mentioning, another, another way of viewing this, when things are made safer, humans tend to increase their risk taking. So attribute that quote to Hans Monderman, Dutch engineer, uh, the late um, Dutch engineer uh, so and safety expert. Are you saying it's risky to use safe? <laughs> Let us know about yes. Uh, yes, your I thoughts am. on that I, yes, in the I comments. Am. <laughs> uh, I am yeah. absolutely saying that. I agree with you 100%. Send but, all you know, emails to Todd. Yeah, this, is, this is the idea that... Um, if, if things are, are made safer for us, we increase our risk taking. Um, so, yeah, a, a really interesting example of this is when you go to a bowling alley, right? I'll tend to try to get it down the lane. I'll throw it methodically unless those bumpers are up and I'm whipping that thing as hard as I can because I know I'm going to hit pins, yep. right? So not that that relates to our organizations, but think, think about it. Like think, think about when you've been in an organization and, and, and haven't carried around with you the fear of failure. Or what if I'm not held accountable <laughs> for what I do? Right. Yeah. And what if I'm shielded or protected from that? Or what if, you know, I'm kind of, what if I'm disconnected from the consequences of my actions? Do my actions become less safe or more safe? Right. Yeah. Yeah, and like if, a, I think if you're, I, I, I like that point. And 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 to, to answer your question, I think if you're, if you're dis, that disconnected and have no consequences for your actions, you therefore are inclined to take more risks because you don't pay the consequences for them. I think this is why I do not like separate testing teams because mm -hmm. I think developers become more sloppy with code because they're not accountable for testing and correction. Mm -hmm. Um, this is why I do not like the idea. I, I love this theory because it's helping me kind of think through why I don't like certain things. And I love talking about things I don't like. Um, I don't <laughs> like I don't like a scrum master who who goes in this. I have to protect the team. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. That protection could lead to the negative consequences of risk compensation. Um, yeah, I think those two things are probably pretty good examples. But then I think of the counterexample, Todd. What if I have a full test suite around my code? Does that mean I take more risks with changes? Maybe yeah. I might be willing to make more dynamic changes because of the safety of a, a set of test cases. Well, then I, I think this also like we could segue the conversation into um, teams that are uh, able to self-manage. Yeah. Right. Just because a team is able to self-manage doesn't mean that they shouldn't have to uh, 
have to bear the results of, or let's say the consequences of their actions, right? So teams, scrum teams that are allowed to self-manage have a product owner that is looking at value. And that product owner is a sole decision maker on the future of what's being built. Developers are able to decide their architecture and decide how a product is built. A scrum master is upholding scrum and enabling agility in an organization. But that doesn't mean that they don't have to have consequences for their actions, to your point. So I think there's a lot of different ways to go here. My my um, my brain was going towards uh, uh, enabling a team to self-manage, but still having boundaries for, for self-manage, right? Because there has to be yeah. consequences if they're just going and crazy. Boundaries encourage good risk, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now it's a way of kind of, um, from a system perspective, managing risk. Mm-hmm. I like yeah. it. Very cool theory. I think it can help explain, especially if you're in a scrum master or agile coach role or even management, it could help explain some of the behaviors you're seeing, some of the the reasons why th- teams are not taking risks or perhaps are taking more than they should and uh, could lead to a good adaptation. Yeah. Thanks for bringing that up, Todd. That's one I never would have found, and it's really interesting. All right. If you want to hear more. <laughs> Every now and then. Were you sarcastic? You're just... No. I enjoyed it. I like that one. <laughs> so if you want to hear more about the, the theoretical side and some of the, the cool terminology that Todd digs into, uh, like and subscribe. Don't miss an episode. We've got more of these on the way. Check out the videos that are popping up. It's our free courses. You can learn about the Scrum Framework. You can learn about evidence-based management. We even have a facilitation course that's in the works. Uh, some early videos are released there. So check those out. Go get certified and rule the world. Uh, some merch is going to pop up. It is hoodie weather. Grab a hoodie. That Squirrel Burger hoodie is a great way to start a conversation. Um, yeah. For Todd and Ryan, go forward, do some great Scrum things. Story points are dirty trash. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs>